Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and What the Hell is Flash Animation Anyway? Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Welcome to Plug and Missing, the Flash Animation Flashback Podcast, where we watch the Flash Animations, Webtoons, and Shorts that we grew up watching in the halcyon days of your the early 2000s. I'm Paul Reberg, and with me is my co-host. John Ward. Excellent, and we have reached the, I'm sad to say, the end of Season mm-hmm. 4, which has been focused on zombie. John, what are we looking at today? Okay, so today we're kind of breaking format. We're watching a very, very, very new Flash cartoons. The wait, 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 wait. A, a new Flash cartoon? Yeah, new in, Flash cartoon. Twenty eighteen. Yes, in twenty eighteen. Oh my god! This, this is going to be the the first and second episode of the new zombie series by James Farr. Uh, dead zombie. and loving it. <laughs> dead? Yes. No. No. It's called Zombie Dead Ahead, Chapter One and Two. And uh, James announced uh, he was reviving the series back in uh, 2017 and has released two episodes since then. James has a thriving YouTube channel uh, where there's lots of shorts, cartoon crossovers, uh, Let's Draws, which are basically where you can watch him work. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's a great video showing off the Legend of Zelda style room that they designed for their son. Uh, it's very cute. So th- there's all sorts of stuff on there. It's uh, it, it it seems like a like a complete YouTube channel experience. It's, it seems very good. I, I was able to watch Paul. Were you able to watch the um, I believe it's titled like Watch James Draw, uh, Zombie Dead Ahead. Any of those? No, no? I have not yet. So in, in those videos, it does show that James is using Adobe Flash, uh, CSX. So uh, <laughs> and of course, as as apropos of anyone using Flash, the the first video shows uh, like it's it's like basically a screen capture, like a time lapse screen capture of like him working, uh, which I imagine he must set up every time that he's working on the on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, there is a time where, you know, it just says, uh, you know, CS6 is no longer working. <laughs> no. So crashing, of course, because that's what Flash does. And it's horrible. But we love it, don't we, Paul? And we all must suffer for our art, John. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, a uh, real quick summary of chapter one, then. We open on a somewhat adult Zoe watching a city she seems to be on a search for dirge as she goes in to explore a hospital meets a bunch of wolfgang the teddy bears mm-hmm. meets what i think is a zombie hog and then we sort of see dirge waking up in his basement bat cave yep uh it this is cool like <laughs> i really like this there is a lot of uh really cool sort of just slow shots of the wasteland uh zoe mm-hmm. on the motorcycle uh, walking through the city, you know, down into the 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 hospital. So this is the hospital that we saw at the end of last season that Dirge was standing on top of. It has to be, but I didn't think it looked exactly the same. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think anything looks exactly the same in this. Yeah. Do you do you want to talk about the art style real quick before we? I'm supposed to ask you that, John, as the art professional. I mean, okay. it looks the the one thing I would say is it makes sense that. Okay, if we're looking at this from like a narrative perspective of it was a young child telling the first story versus a more adult telling the second one, that art style change seems to make sense. It looks much more modern and adult, whereas the other one was like simplified and almost would make sense from a child's perspective. Mm-hmm. But I think that's more also just a change in the like art of the times. Right? Yeah, it could it could be that. It could also just be, I mean, 
how long has it it's been over a decade right it's been almost 20 almost 20 years i don't know uh was zombie 2003 or 2006 i mean either way it's yeah. it's been over 10 years and uh with that time one might assume or pray that an artist's ability grows <laughs> uh <laughs> As an artist myself, I, I pray every day that, that I will be better than I was 10 years ago. But uh, who knows? Uh, however, in terms of style, this is a much more detailed style. Like, the backgrounds yeah. are fleshed out. They're much less sort of like... Uh, not, not to say that the backgrounds were lacking before. It's just that it was, it was clearly an artistic choice to go with more simplified backgrounds so that you could focus on the action and animation and so that, you know, a person wouldn't go insane having to draw a thousand backgrounds by themselves. It seems that James has gone insane and has decided instead <laughs> for absolute detail in everything, but in a way that still doesn't overcrowd. Like, the characters are still the most detailed. You can clearly see them in the scene. Like, I feel like there's an appropriate amount of stylization with the backgrounds that make it so that they're still backgrounds and they don't feel mm. like they're, they're no too noisy. Uh, one of the other things that I think is a strong addition to the art style is dithering or or basically uh, so flash doesn't really have like uh because it's vector it's basically shapes like cut paper right you can't have right. like various tra uh, you know uh transitions and transparency of cut paper so whenever you want something to basically be like degrading or falling off or something like that it either has to be straight up transparent like light you know like mm -hmm. like uh he has light beams and stuff like that in this that are transparent or like glass right. that sort of stuff or you have to dither it, which is basically just cut tiny little holes into it, sort of like how newspaper newspapers do black and white photos with just tiny dots uh, or pointillism. So he he like shows that stuff is wear wearing out and tearing and and uh, scraping and all this sort of stuff with all sorts of cool little dithering effects. And I think it really really sort of makes a cool aesthetic for for this show that. Just like the greebliness of it, like the details and stuff add a lot to it, a lot of depth that make everything feel super detailed because the backgrounds are still at times are, are not not as simplified. Certainly, like everything is above that simplification, but everything is still simplified in the background. But just small details bring out a lot more of your imagination, I guess. I don't know. So yeah. so do you think it's fair to say for the non artist flash fans at home like me that james has the skills of an artist <laughs> yes james has the skills of an artist an artist who has worked for the past 10 years at least well uh, th there's a ton we could talk about in just chapter one here but let's try to let's try to get through it pretty quickly oh yeah so yeah. you you mentioned already uh well before we get to her on the motorcycle we do learn something about her mother and about the sort of people she's rolling with right now we yeah meet Lu lieutenant barack was his name right I believe so. I forgot to so write we, down his name. <laughs> yeah. So we know that she's part of some kind of settlement now, but we also learned that at least one settlement has failed in the past 10 years. So we're sort of getting the sense this might be a gritty, not very safe future, even once you're part of a settlement or a, a group of humans. The post-apocalyptic post apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. True, true. And we, we learned that maybe her mom's dead or i mean they do talk about her in the past tense here yes uh yeah your mom wouldn't want you wouldn't have wanted you to do this or something like that so there is hinting there although you know later on we find maybe contradictory evidence but yeah and and he does say we do not have an army at the wings waiting to back you up and that's clearly like a statement on like there's not that many people left in the world sort of thing but yeah so yeah, she's going to go track down dirge by herself 
uh, to help her mom, is my understanding. Well, we don't know that until episode two, though. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, she gets on the motorcycle, drives around. Uh, the license plate for the motorcycle says BRBRA4, which I believe is Barbara, which I assume is either a reference to something or somebody he knows. Or maybe Zoe's mom's name's Barbara? Maybe. We don't know yet. That would be pretty rad. Zoe breaks in the hospital that we saw, you know, from the end of first season. It does look slightly different, but it has the same statue out front. Oh, I, I didn't catch that. Ah, yeah, yeah. Zoe finds a Wolfgang teddy bear, then a bunch of Wolfgang teddy bears. In a scene that's that's pretty horrifying. She accidentally says the, says the keyword. Yes. Wake up Wolfgang. Yes. To a room full of Wolfgangs. And <laughs> that's freaky. I liked that. Yeah, it was very good. And the way that it's presented. So again, like the aesthetically, the show is so much stronger than its predecessor. Not to say the old one was bad for a Flash cartoon. Certainly not. But this one definitely feels like pro on a different level because yeah. the way that you see that is by the wolfgang's eyes glowing in the, in the visor of her helmet that she's wearing and it's mm-hmm. it's very sort of like chilling like all of a sudden all these eyes glowing eyes just start blinking into existence in front of her oh, we should also mention that she's wearing a pit boy oh right? yeah <laughs> she is she is wearing a pit boy i didn't think about that it's very handy it's it it detects movement for the most part throughout the scene and it's also mm-hmm. like a like a phone i guess so there's a flash of a dog skull skulking in the hallway zoe are you sure that was a dog skull i i thought at first it looked much more like uh like a wild boar skull but i'm not really sure anymore so can i spoil like what what this is yeah okay so so i knew at once that this was cerberus because uh basically wolfgang kept saying oh, a friend found me, or and look, here he is now, and like all this sort of stuff that kept referencing hmm. back to how Wolfgang had found the original, uh, sorry, how Cerberus had found the original Wolfgang. That makes sense, but why does why does Cerberus sort of attack her almost? Uh, I don't think he does attack her. I think what he's trying to do is, is she she walks backwards into a vent and gets her gun caught so that she can like hold onto it. And I think Cerberus was trying to pull her up Huh. And then and then she let go, thinking like, well, anything would be better than just being eaten right now. So she falls down into uh, basically like sewers, but it looks like they're filled with formaldehyde uh, based on what formaldehyde looks like from season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's knocked out. And this is when James Farr presents flashes on the screen. Very stylish. And the camera pans down to a lower floor. And we see Dirge getting out of a big preservation or healing chamber filled with formaldehyde. And he says, this better be good. And then title card to be continued. It's very good. It's very good. What's your moral for episode one of Dead Ahead? Uh, talking animatronic bears are always hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mine was going to be that the zombie pig is much scarier than the uh, non-zombie pig, but <laughs> Maybe it's a dog now? I'm not sure. I need to rewatch to see if I agree with you or not. You're probably right. No problem. I mean, hey, if it was like a wild boar, like a zombified wild boar in there, that would be in and of itself terrifying. It, even if it was a live boar, it'd be terrifying. Boars are... Yeah. Boars are scary. All right, so we're in episode two. Uh, title card. Purple glue, uh, goo just seems to be floating up from the bottom of the screen like a lava lamp. I don't know if this mm-hmm. is like a motif... Or if it's, like, referencing something that'll happen later, we don't know. Zoe wakes up in a flashback, or at least we think it's a flashback. Maybe it's a flash forward. It's probably a good guess that it's a flashback. Governor Marrow, which is an older woman dressed in, like, 
like fascist feeling clothes right relatively fascist yeah yeah lock zoe in her room for repeated attempts to uh you know break through the security and out of whatever the settlement is Mm -hmm. you're an endangered species zoe we all are and then you know door closes that is the first of two really cool lines in this episode oh yeah oh yeah i don't remember if i put another line in here so that's it's good to know that there's a second one in here zoe looks uh forlornly at a picture of her mom while protein packets are delivered through the pneumatic tube. Did you see that they say crickets on the back, I believe? Yeah, I, I liked this edition because it's painting a slightly broader picture of the world that they're in, where post-apocalyptia kind of sucks. Your protein packs are bugs, and I know that's not that gross, really, but it's just good good world building. I mean, it, it's definitely visceral. Like, like uh, for a Western audience that isn't used to eating bugs, but I, mean, I even think that even if you are used to eating bugs, the the display format of like gelatinized like like yeah. discs still not very appetizing at all right um, that's true although we do learn that soda still exists soda does next it, thing. was it carbonated nutritional supplement or something yeah and so zoe basically sees the tube uh turns it uh, the pneumatic tube turns it into a gun an alarm goes off she Basically, a guard comes in, like, opens up a tiny little window to see what's happening inside, ducks as she shoots the gun, but then she hits her target, which is, like, an electrical box uh, to, like, turn off the the electricity. All of the, I imagine, like, maybe the entire the entire base shuts down, right? <laughs> the alarm is saying consult the... your system administrator, which I like <laughs> a lot. That is um, good. I don't know if the whole base shuts down or not, though, because there were still lights on as she was escaping. I wonder if it was just like her cell block or something. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Or or maybe just like the the container facility, like maybe outside has different generators and stuff. Um, yeah. So so Zoe's running through the city. There's a good sign gag as you see the city. Uh, it's uh the Sluice Gate, and it's got a uh a, a Union Jack uh hanging out front of it so i imagine oh, it's I like that. it's a pub called the sluice gate it's very good nice. uh so um cuts back to present day zoe so she like mm-hmm. escapes presumably she escapes from the the base uh we don't necessarily see that though um she does get through a door um so cuts to, back to present day zoe uh the cuts have like a vhs effect and clips of what look like a cartoon with wolfgang the bear yeah that was that's something I'm sure we'll see more of moving forward. Yeah. The Wolfgang the Bear backstory, maybe. That could be cool. Yeah. Yeah, what what is Wolfgang the Bear? Is he is, was only Zoe's a bomb, or are all of them bombs? God, I hope they're not all bombs, because they, they seem to be a children's toy. Yeah, no, it's uh it's pretty terrifying. So Wolfgang has some great lines. Uh like uh Zoe says, like, where are we? And then Wolfgang answers, That's an excellent question. Perhaps we should ask an adult. Um, and then it, he also says, I'm detecting a number of hazardous chemicals in the air. Shall I list them for you? <laughs> I like Wolfgang a lot. He's, he's very helpful, but in a very unhelpful way. Yeah, no, he's, he's very much like, uh, just sort of like adding commentary, like running commentary on ha- what happens, but through the perspective of a animatronic cartoon toy bear. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's pretty good. It's a good lens. So we, we see Cerberus comes back now. he briefly drops off Zoe's gun for her and then goes to attack this well okay this crazy rescue worker looking zombie yeah. comes down the tube and then we see Cerberus come in and man the zombies are way freakier now <laughs> they really are it's kind of wild yeah i love the silhouette 
uh, I love how they're, they don't, they look way more, well, at least this one, I don't know how all of them look, but this one definitely looks like, like he's hunched over. He's got like stuff growing out of the back of him, like spikes or something. Anyway, yeah, so Cerberus goes to attack the zombie, attacks his leg, uh, Zoe grabs her gun, the zombie then seems to regrow its leg out of black crystalline goop. Yeah, I think we're we're about to learn that zombies are a lot scarier because of their ability to regenerate now. Yeah, and uh, and Zoe's gun isn't firing as the zombie pins her down. A shadowy figure shoots what looks like a chained arrow projectile in the shape of a shovel through the zombie. Which was a very head. Mortal Kombat moment, I think. Oh yeah, it like, it, get over here. Yeah, it was it was very much that. Uh, I mean, they just released the uh, Mortal Kombat 11 trailer, which basically has this exact same shot in it. So, so uh, good on you, uh, James. This is a this is a good shot. So yeah, you get a visceral shot of like the shovel arrow head piercing through the zombie's head vertically. It's 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 gross and awesome. Um, and that's when the chain flies back and we see dirge uh finally in his new design he's very smiley <laughs> he's much more smiley yeah much yeah. more smiley. at least straight on on the side he looks a lot like the dirge we know but he's a, he's a little bit more smiley from the front it could be like you know deterioration and stuff uh, less lip i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah and uh so he says, please tell me this isn't a flashback, which is good because, you know, it, there's like a flashback every episode. It's cute. Uh, mm. And uh, Dirt says, I'm not so sure sometimes. It's, I don't know. It's just a cute little back and forth. Um, motion detector. They, they do argue a little bit. They do. About, you know, why didn't you answer the beacon? Oh, I'm grumpy and broody. <laughs> well, he, just, he says, uh, you never know who's listening. Uh, so that implies that. Dirge, no, like, like, I mean, we already knew that there are other people other than just Dirge out here, but it does imply that maybe, like, either he's still very, very, very secretive based on what happened in the first zombie series, or uh, maybe he's experienced more people out there or something, you know, more sort of like other factions. Oh, it could be, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so uh, what were you hiding from down here? You won't have to find out. And Dirge whips out his car keys, and uh, we hear the revving of an engine, and, you know, cut to credits. I mean, true, but you missed what I think is actually the, the middle part of that line, which is what makes it the second cool line that I wanted to bring up. Okay, okay. Which is, he actually says, if we're fast, or if we move quickly, or something like that, then you won't have to find out, as the zombies are closing in behind them. Oh, so, Okay. I think it's a really cool line, and everybody should go watch this episode because John and I both flubbed it when we tried to do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, so I think everybody should go watch this stuff. We should have said that at the beginning of this, but you should all watch this because it's very good. Uh, it's very well animated. It's very well produced. The art style is uh, wicked. Um, yeah. Do you have a moral, Paul? I don't have one yet, so you should go first. All right. So uh, my moral is shovels can always be improved. <laughs> okay. My moral is actually, I'm going to borrow it from Dirge, something he tells Cerberus when he fails to kill the zombie, which is always go for the head first. Yep. Yep. Cerberus should know by now. Also, did we mention that Cerberus got a new look too? We didn't. He's more robot than dog at this point. Yeah, he's, he's, well, he seems to have like a lot of electrical stuff and he's got a skull face now. So Zoe's, Zoe's staples didn't take, I guess, long term. <laughs> you know, it's true, but you can only expect so much. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah, better better staples next time. 
anything else, any like wrap up thoughts you want to give about the zombie series, since we are probably not going to be revisiting it for a very long time, at least not on this podcast. I would just say that it's rare that you get a double recommend from both of us on this podcast or anything we've ever done yeah. for a piece of media. And we, we both enjoyed this a lot. So just a strong recommend. Check out the original zombie. Check out Dead Ahead. And just check out everything else James has going on. From what we've seen, it's all pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he runs it off of, of a Patreon. So if you like if you like his work, uh, you know, check out his Patreon. You know, we'll have we'll have his work linked in the uh, the show notes. Well, thanks very much for joining us for this episode of Plug and Missing. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend and leave a review on iTunes, that kind of thing. Uh, if you leave a review on iTunes and tweet at us, I'll write you a jingle for pretty much whatever you want. It's a fun promotion we have going on. If you want to talk more about Flash Animation, about James Farr's work, or anything else, you know, get at us on the various social media platforms at Plug and Missing or email us at pluginmissingpod at gmail.com. You can also check out pluginmissing.com for info on upcoming episodes we're going to do, schedule of clips, or, you know, that kind of thing. As always, this episode was co-hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, produced by John Ward with music by me, Paul Reberg. Come back next week where we're going to ask you, would you like to update Flash? We're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing Flash animation and what the hell it is until next week. We hope you're well. Please give us five stars on iTunes.